television networks are making and have been making a lot of money off of these kids for years. I think it's the right thing to do is to have them to be able to earn off the sweat of their brows and the work of their back. We're in that game and we want to be in it. And we're going to stay in it. That's it? Three questions? Maybe that's because you have us ranked last. That's all what you think of us. So that, that, we get that message. Thank you. Well, that's Charlotte's new coach. Uh, only got three questions <laughs> at, the, uh, at the media day press conference. Biff Pogey? Pogey? Biff Pogey? I'm rooting for the guy now. You know, isn't there almost a duty if you're there to, like, even if you don't care, fire up something? Sure. Yeah, make the, headline, make the headlines at, you know, somehow. Yeah. Yeah. I, just to keep it from being so awkward, who's going to start at quarterback? What do you think of your defense? Oh, I, I thought you meant um, the head coach going in there and just trying to create headlines. And I, I do agree with that. Just just choose to get mad at whatever happens. Yeah. The disrespect. Yeah. Uh, Old Biff. I like got it. Got the headlines today. I like it. Um, yeah. I. Good luck to, to Charlotte. I don't know anything about them other than uh, they play Florida this year in a non-conference game. <laughs> Florida could lose that one. I know. How much I know about them. I know it. Um, man, there's a lot of big stories of the day. There's big story with OU recruiting that yeah. Williams Winery isn't here. That's here locally. Mm. David Stone's taking two other official visits during the season. I'll tell you who's probably maybe not really happy today, but at least feeling a little fortunate. This Colorado to the Big 12 news, which sounds like that's breaking in the next 48 hours. I bet P.J. Fleck in Minnesota – like the fact that this broke today. little news dump. Because Minnesota was about to get zeroed in as the next program that uh, everyone was going to take a deep look at. Yeah. But not now because uh, it seems imminent CU's headed to the Big 12. Well, it also sounds likely that there's another Pac-12 program that's going to be rolling along with them as well. Who could that be? I, you're right. Maybe it's Washington or Oregon and the Big Ten is – has turned their nose up at, at those two schools, but... Who's the best at? Oregon, obviously. They've got the most brand recognition. I don't know if they have the largest fan base. It would seem like they probably would, right? <sighs> Oregon would have to be the best at, I think, out of everyone else in the Pac-12. I mean, really, Oregon, from what I know, it's like the history of that program is 20 years old. I. I don't know. Were they, have they ever been any good previous to the two thousands? Maybe, but not in terms of any long like longevity. I'm sure there were some years here and there where they were probably pretty good. I can't remember those years specifically, uh, I but I remember um, when you were playing towards the tail end of your career at OU. They were more popular because of their uniforms than anything. Right. They were the first school to go all in on the uniform craze. Yeah, I remember that being featured on College Game Day one, uh, at one point. It's like you won't believe what they're doing with their uniforms. Yeah, I, I don't know. The better ad is probably Oregon. And like this text on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, history will tell you it's Washington, and that is true. But 
it's it's right now what is the best ad? What what's the best brand that the Pac-12 would have to offer? And I think it's probably Oregon. Uh, I'm scrolling. Are you looking at their history, their program? Yeah, not much, huh? They went ten and two in the year 2000, Tyler. That is the first ten win season in program history. Jeez. And before that, it's like it steadily gets worse the further back I go. Uh, they were two and eight, two and nine in the uh, eighty-one and eighty-two. Like a lot of just five hundred, five and six, six and four, five Thank and God five. God for Phil Knight, man. You know, yeah, man, it's not good. So, yeah, history historically, it's Washington, but you know, over the past. 20 years they've been they've been relevant college football i mean they played in two national championship games sure yeah so i don't know you, i don't know it i it's such a weird thought to add either one of those i just i don't i don't know pastor pastor andy from ba utah seems to make the most sense with byu already being a part of the conference utah would be a pretty good ad Utah would be a team that could uh, consistently win that conference. It's just Oregon has a higher ceiling as an overall program. That's why I feel like yeah. they're the best ad. Yeah. And, and it's been what um, – I think they're better – and I would guess that it would be an addition in all sports. And I think they're they're way more well-rounded in all sports than Washington, right? Um, yeah. Yeah I, yeah, I think that's fair. Elite at track – um, they've got baseball programs. Done, their basketball programs. You Recently, know, were in the Final Four. Yeah, right. They've they've had some some good runs. So, yeah. Uh, I, okay. Hey, I, I don't know how I missed this. Oregon won the 1916 Rose Bowl. Tyler, um, they didn't win ten games. They, they were seven zero and one. <laughs> 1916. Jeez. Uh, Drew from Flower Mound says Arizona State does have the most students. And while they haven't really done anything, I'm assuming they have and will continue to have a large fan base. It's yeah. a big commuter school. I mean, they, they have on-campus living, but I think, um, I think Arizona State's numbers get propped up because of the amount of commuter, uh, commuters that go to ASU, I want to say. Probably. Yeah. I, the thing that makes the most sense geographically is the four-corner schools. Um, but I do recognize that there's a sense of the geographic tie to a conference now that's really yeah. If you go with what essentially anyone else in the, the Big SEC is really the only school or that has kept it compact regional. Yeah, with Nebraska and Rutgers in the same conference now. Like Oklahoma and South Carolina aren't necessarily next door neighbors, but it somewhat feels like it's at least in the region. same region. Yeah, yeah. the Quadra- Big Twelve. Like if you could. You could say that the SEC is kind of all in one quadrant. Think about this. The Big 12 is probably about to have at least one school in every single time zone in the continental U.S. They're probably going to have a Pacific Standard uh, Time school. They're going to have Colorado, of course, the Central Time, and you got West Virginia out there uh, uh, out, out east. So yeah. they have a team in every – I'm sure they'll be marketing that, a team in every time zone. It's just crazy. The Big 10 is going to have – like. Southern California, they're going to have a school south of where we are and way west, and then you go all the way to, like, New Jersey 
and it's it's crazy that it spans that wide of a swath of territory and I mean I guess Kentucky gets a little bit out of the like Kentucky's the one that's kind of out of the quadrant for for the SEC outside of that and I guess maybe Missouri like those are the furthest north but to pull it back towards OU, like it's been right around two years since we first heard of the decision. OU is going to the SEC. Mm-hmm. I guess like now that you've seen all these other dominoes fall, including the one today, how secure, how do you feel now about where OU's future is at with the SEC compared if you would have stayed pat in the Big 12? That's a question to you. That's a question to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. You thought of it as, oh my gosh, this is going to be incredibly fun two years ago. And I still think you think that now, but just how secure and everything do you, do you feel two years after? I, I think you're in the right place. I, I think that it's still the conference that makes the most sense historically for Oklahoma to be in. Like, There's more like programs in the SEC – than there would be in the Pac-12, then, you know, I think that there's, it's interesting where, I'm not sure culturally if we're a better fit in the SEC or the Big Ten. It's kind of interesting that that's even a question. It's probably the SEC once we once we get the there. SEC. I think it's the SEC. Um, but, you know, I don't, I don't really you USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten, it doesn't cheapen is it's not the right word. Like whenever they change the footprint of their conference that dramatically, it's just kind of weird to me. We're in the right place. We're we're definitely where we need to be. There is there's not like I could see there could be a trend where the Pac twelve is hot and there's a trend where the, the Pac twelve is ice cold. Same thing, frankly, with the Big Ten. But the SEC, because of the amount of players that come out of that footprint with Florida, with Texas, with Georgia, uh, with Louisiana, they're never going to be bad for extended periods. There's just too many football players coming out of those areas. I was uh, very happy, very excited two years ago. Um, I think I'm even... I'm I'm even happier and even more excited today thinking about it because just from every single angle it it makes sense man. Now that I know what the home schedule's going to look like the first year in the SEC, that's got me really excited, but there's some other things that I found out in these 2 years that I didn't know at the time that I didn't really think about that has me more excited such as how much an average SEC town makes for a home game compared mm-hmm. to that of OU while in the Big 12. And the number right. is three times as much, you know? Right, yeah. So when I think of recruiting possibilities, when I think of other fan bases traveling here, what it means locally, like, sure, Nebraska and Ohio State and Michigan, they would always bring a lot of fans once they came to Norman. But how many fans would Illinois bring? in Indiana and Northwestern and Purdue and Maryland and Rutgers. Like, not every SEC team is going to bring 5,000 fans. I understand that. But just from every single angle with the football program and beyond, like this is, ap- it was absolutely the right move. It's absolutely the right fit. Yeah. I am totally secure in OU's decision to go to the SEC. Right. I'm nope. excited about it. It makes sense. The recruiting, you mentioned that. I think that's a big point. Just 
all of it, like, yeah, feel very secure. No, I, I agree. It's the right conference for us to be in. Now, with that being said, I think the Big 12 is going to continue to be an excellent conference. I think it may be the most competitive conference that there's going to be. And frankly, I can't wait to see the power struggle to see who emerges as, you know, the most dominant team. If there is one, it I may think be, that's going to take a few years to really may. sort that out. It may, I, you know, I, I, I just, I think it could be, I think it's fun to think about perhaps a new powerhouse emerging out of the vacuum that Oklahoma and Texas leave. I think that's cool to think about because it, it could be anyone. It could be Kansas State. It could be Oklahoma State. It could be TCU. It could be Baylor. could be a team that we Tech. don't even know that's in the conference yet, honestly. Colorado. I think, I think UCF and TCU, just resource-wise, have the best yep. opportunities, but that doesn't mean it can't be K-State. No. I, that is really intriguing to me to kind of see. I mean, it's just weird. I don't know that that's – has it ever happened to where – like your your cornerstone schools have left a conference and we just we don't know what's going to happen with it but there's still optimism around the league yeah well it's just there should be because everyone has a chance to maybe be like the next maybe saying the next Clemson is is a bit extreme because of of geography but i don't know like someone is going to be able to grab a hold of it and Elevate their school above what they have ever been as far as a, a national program. Ohio Sooner says, I grew up in the Big Ten country and went to OU. OU is definitely not a fit in the Big Ten. We 100% chose yeah. the right conference. And you're an outpost in the SEC, um, though Fayetteville's not far away, right? You play Texas and Dallas. Not really. I mean, the point is, you may be labeled as an outpost in the SEC, Mm-hmm. But you would feel, at least to me, way more of an outpost than the Big Ten. Yeah. You know, because you're at least driving – you're definitely driving distance to Fayetteville. Right. You can drive to Oxford. You can drive to Baton Rouge and Tuscaloosa and all these places. And there are some stops in the Big Ten where you could, but not a lot, man. Driving yeah. to Minneapolis and Columbus and Detroit, Ann Arbor, like that's that's a little bit of a different story. So, it just – even geographically, it feels like a much better fit, too, than the Big Ten would have. It is. It is. Um, the interesting thing is, and I'll have to kind of get to know this as we, as this whole thing plays out. I, some of these schools, like where you fly in, like when you're going to Mississippi State or you're playing Ole Miss, I, those are the things that are that are interesting to me. Is because it is a little bit spread out, but. If it's easy to fly to those places, then it's not that big of a deal. Like West Virginia, it's far away. It's far away, and it's difficult to fly into. That's a that's a terrible yeah. exchange. I, I would just say for the average college football fan, um, some can afford to fly to a road game, Maybe, especially maybe if you're doing one a year. I think for a lot of fans, it's way more accessible and way you know makes sense financially to just hop in the car and drive. Sure. Yeah, and driving wise, it's you know the the Big Twelve isn't all that much better. You know, you, Fayetteville, 
Missouri, Baton Rouge, Dallas. How far? It's what is it? Eight and a half, nine hours to College Station? Uh, no, it's shorter than that. Shorter. It's probably about six. Six. Yeah, six to College Station. That's not too bad. No, it's 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 not terrible. I, That's I, what I'm saying. It's a lot of these SEC West towns, and I guess East with Missouri, like you, you can drive. You you can make a day like a day's drive to it. Yeah. It's not it's not ideal in some of those spots, but uh, you can you can do it. But like for for Georgia, there's. I don't know. There's a ton of direct flights into Atlanta that are all day long. Right? You can go all day direct to Atlanta. That's that's pretty accessible. I mean, stuff like that really helps. Sure. Okay, one more text before we hit a break. Sooner Soldier says, with all that traveling and playing in cold weather, will that have an effect on USC? I'm sure it will have an effect on USC. I've made this point a couple of times, and it's just wild to me that for the first time ever, for the first time ever, there can be a negative recruiting pitch on USC and weather. Yeah. Now, it's only like for their football program, there's going to be probably at most three days a year where they play in cold weather, right? But those are three games a year where if someone picks USC, yeah, they might have to play in Madison, Wisconsin, and Ann Arbor in November. You know what I mean? Like, USC's always had weather as an advantage, and it probably will be for the for the most part, but... For the first time ever, it could be used as a recruiting disadvantage you know, because of their conference now. And it's really, yeah, it's interesting that I don't know what is the recruiting pitch for for USC outside of their own, you know, foot recruiting footprint. Like whenever they go national, it's just a weird thing to think about. Like if you're a kid in the in the southeast, you're thinking about going to USC. It's just hard to envision like going all the way to the West Coast to play your games way up north. It's just like something weird to to juggle. But, I mean, it's still really nice to live in Southern California and only a handful of times a year you have to go play in bad weather. Like, the rest of the time I'm living in the best weather in the world. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take it. So, I don't know. It's interesting. All right, quick timeout. More from the Rush coming up. Final hour continues next. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. Atlanta's Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Norman, the savings just keep getting better. And that's why you'll always feel good about Landers. Plus, get 20% off MSRP on 2023 Ram 1500, 7500 off 2023 Ram 2500, and 6500 off the 2023 Jeep Compass during the Make This the Summer event going on now. So feel good and shop Landers Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Norman at LandersCDJRNorman.com. Must finance with Chrysler Capital, WAC. See dealer for details. Does your checking account come with respect, gratitude, wisdom? At Armstrong Bank, that's what you can expect. For more than a century, we've been serving up exceptional customer service and financial guidance to our customers across Oklahoma and Arkansas. Open a checking account today so we can serve you, too. Armstrong Bank. Strength runs in our family. Visit armstrong.bank today. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Steady now. He's a wild one. All right. Let her rip. Don't horse around when it comes to motorcycle safety. Speeding is the leading cause of highway fatalities in Oklahoma. 
to all the riders hitting the trail this year. Let's make it home safe. Make Oklahoma safe. This message is brought to you by Oklahoma Transportation and the Oklahoma Turnpike Authority. Schumacher Law Group, when experience matters. Tracy Schumacher is a former prosecutor and former district judge. Whether it's a probate challenge, criminal charges, or contentious divorce proceedings, experience matters. The attorneys at Schumacher Law Group provide compassionate, knowledgeable advice, all while fighting for your best interests. Find Schumacher Law Group online at lawgroupok.com or call 405-701-1882. Hometown lawyers ready to fight for you when experience matters. Hey guys, it's TJ here for my friends over at Joe's Wines and Spirits. It's July, that means temperatures are heating up for those pool parties, late trips, and cookouts with family and friends. And when you need a great selection of your favorite beer, wine, or liquor, do what I do and go see Kathy and her staff. They have a ton of specials and great advice when looking to try something new, like 10 types of Old Smoky Moonshine, $16.99. Joe's is open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. and noon to 5 on Sunday, 1330 East Alameda in Norman, or visit Joe's Wines and Spirits on Facebook for their monthly specials. Hi, I'm Tim Lasher for my company, Lasher Home Comfort Systems. We install quality York products. The award-winning York Affinity Series is Energy Star rated and features a money-saving two-stage compressor design. Plus, every Affinity System comes with a 10-year parts and labor warranty and a lifetime warranty on the compressor. Now, you don't need to tell us anybody sent you. Just call the office and ask for me. I own the company. Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 579-3113. Get up to $550 in rebates now on qualified York components at Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Have you or someone you know suffered a loss to your home or business from the recent storms? Before you accept a settlement, call Brown O'Haver at 405-735-5510. Brown O'Haver is a local-based company helping Oklahomans with claims since 1988 with preparation and expert analysis detailing your loss and insurance settlement. As your trusted consultant, Brown O'Haver can give you peace of mind and make sure you're getting what's yours. Call Brown O'Haver today, 405-735-5510, and make sure they're working for you. No one wants to talk about their funeral memorial service. However, the pre-planning staff at Primrose made it such a simple process. We were able to not only select our services, but we were also able to remove the financial burden from our children as well. If you have not taken the step of planning ahead, I encourage you to make the call today to Primrose Funeral Service at 321-6000 and let the great staff begin helping you planning your desired service. The Texas Longhorns, they come in at nine and a half. I'm taking the over, nine and a half. I think about where they were last year, how close they were in so many games. Lost five games last year all by one score. Rice, I think that's a win. They go on the road to Alabama. I think Bama gets this one. Wyoming at home, they get that one. At Baylor, I think that's one they can get. Kansas at home, I think they get them. They got them last year. Oklahoma, game will be a lot closer than it was last year, but I still like where Texas's roster is at this point relative to the Sooners at Houston, they get that win. BYU at home, I think they get that win. Kansas State at home, they took care of Kansas State last year. I think they'll do so again. At TCU, I'm expecting a slight regression from TCU. Iowa State, I think they get that one, and they get Texas Tech at home. Revenge is a dish best served cold. I think Texas had that one circle because they let one off the hook last year with the Bijan Robinson fumble late in the year. I really think this team is a 10-win football team. That's the floor. There's everyone's favorite around here. Greg McElroy picking Texas to beat OU in a roll to an 11 and one season undefeated big 12 conference record. Mm. I'm not buying it. You're not buying it. 
probably everyone in the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line not buying it as well. Hey, they potentially have the best roster in the Big 12. I think that's yet to be uh, decided, but even if they do, man, what Greg McElroy is failing to realize that he's not looking at history is Texas has shown up for the big games on the schedule, but dude, they have been terrible for over a decade now being consistent on a week-to-week basis. Yeah, They may play Oklahoma really tough, but then turn around the next week and throw out an absolute stinker. And I just I can't get that out of my mind with Texas, right? How just how inconsistent they are on a, from a week to week basis. Yeah, you know I Texas is, you know they're kind of they've kind of been in the the same type of situation Oklahoma is as far as like their their roster, a defensive line they don't have they don't have a really big defensive line now they have some big guys on there. Um, there's some bigger guys than what, what we currently have, but I, not a lot of their, their playmakers have, have been like that defensively. Like they haven't had an edge presence in really a long time. And I know they got the Jalen Ford kid at, at backer that everyone loves going to be a senior should have his best year. That's one good player. Yeah. That's one good player. I, you know, I'm just kind of, I don't know. I don't know. I, Head coaching college football still means a lot, last time I checked, right? Did something change with the sport? It does. Track record says that um, that's not going to be a coach that's going to get the better of the other sideline week in and week out either. Yeah. Factor that one in. Which, you know, that's that's kind of one of the funny things is like, Sarkeesian sure gets a pass for that first year, doesn't he? Ah, man, does he? <laughs> does he? Yeah. They you get know? a pass for everything. It's like Ohio Sooner says, wow. Texas gets the benefit of the doubt for all those close losses in 2022 in McElroy's mind. I wonder if any other Big 12 team that lost a lot of close games in 2022 gets the benefits. I, all you have to do is go back to that 21 season, and I know they had issues at quarterback. I, I get it, but I just don't understand how Texas can go 5-7 and seven and it's no harm, no foul. Oklahoma – as a six and seven year for the first time in like 25 years. And it's the demise of our program. Oh, if it was up to uh, McElroy and a lot of the national media, OU would wear alternate uniforms every single game this year. And their alternate uniforms would be Nebraska home and away uniforms this season. That's what they would be. Because OU is the new Nebraska, if you haven't heard. All right. Well, (sighs) I mean, let's entertain that for a minute. Tell me where it could massively go wrong for Oklahoma this year. Like, where's where's the blind spot for us? I mean, we know the re- the the schedule is easy, but what 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 could we possibly be missing that maybe everyone else sees? Or forget that everyone else sees it; they don't know. They're just guessing. But like, where could it go wrong? For I mean, us? the only thing that I can give you because I'm looking exactly what I read to you earlier. Sixth in the Sunbelt West, third in the American, 11th in the American, 13th in the Big 12, 10th in the Big 12, 8, 9, 7, 14, 11, 5th in the Big 12. Like that's, that's who they play. It's They make the same mistakes last year, but somehow they regress even more and they're even more magnified than what they were a year ago. Like They have made zero strides whatsoever on any side of the ball. And I don't think that, regardless of what you think at some positions, that's not... I, I just don't. I just don't think that's a realistic situation where there have been no strides made uh, from this year to last year. So I don't know, man. I it, it's just it's really tough for me to get there. 
right. on what has to go wrong. Yeah. I But I, I can try and entertain it. Um Gabriel continues to miss the layups. You have to go to a true freshman quarterback, and he looks just like that, a true freshman quarterback. Yeah. I think it's got to be offensive line is Rouse doesn't come, doesn't just step in and, and pick up where he left off, and, and we don't get the play out of him that we expected. Um, interior of the offensive line continues to be. Kind of soft like it was a year ago. No holding calls enforced no holding against calls. OU this year. That's that's obviously a scenario that could happen. I what we gained in Stogner as the pass catching tight end, we really miss in what we had last year in um Braden Willis. I think the point is blocker. is we're we're having to get pretty far down the line and list multiple things that would have to go wrong for it to look similar to what it did last year. Right, I, I I think the answer to that is yes. Well, it's not that big of a stretch to say that our offensive line is the same or worse than it was last year. Remember, we had uh, a first-round tackle and a third-round tackle drafted. Um, offensive line, same, maybe a, a notch down. Quarterback the same, tight end spot a notch down, and wide receiver a notch down. Like, and you could even say the same at running back with what Eric Gray did. I, I don't expect those things to happen, but I think they're all in play. Nine one eight. Lots of Lincoln Riley players expected to contribute significantly still on defense. Maybe. Uh, there's a few. I mean, there's a lot of newcomers on the. On the defensive front this year, yeah, but I mean that's not always a bad thing. Like Stutzman is a Lincoln Riley player. So is Bowman. So is Bowman. Do you want those guys? I think you do. Four hundred five says depth. Um, Eighty nine oh eight probably can't read that, but just know that I am laughing inside about that. Captain Willard says, "What rubbish." Let's see. Oh, you suck for a decade plus, and then start the Nebraska talk. It's just stupid. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I don't know, man. I I feel I feel good about this upcoming season, but there's still there's still some question marks, man. And there's that's, a lot of. Proving. I was going to ask at this segment actually because training camps in eight days, and really the question is, from leaving the Cheez It Bowl until now, has anyone started to trend positively for you as wide receiver one? No. And no. Yeah. The answer, no. For, the answer for me is I, I, I was I was hoping, definitely hoping throughout the spring and throughout the summer that, hey, you know, like this guy, watch out, man, kind of make it a some strides here. And hopefully that happens in training camp starting in eight days, but it's still as much of a crapshoot now as it was uh January first. We have to have wide receiver one. We have to have the most talented, least productive wide receiver group in all of college football. Mm, let me get back to you on that one. I may be able to challenge that. I guess oh, I guess Oklahoma State with Brennan Presley, maybe he just wins out over what o- o- OU has, but I don't feel like they have much behind him at wide receiver. 
we don't have a we don't have a wide receiver on our roster that's ever caught over five hundred yards in a season. I don't think unless no. Farouk didn't have five hundred yards last year. No, no, yeah, dude, it's like the the biggest question mark. It's not surprising. I mean, outside of like, we don't have anyone that's even really caught other than a handful of balls. Drake Stoops uh, caught 39 for 393 last year, three touchdowns. Farouk caught 37 for 466 and five touchdowns. Outside of that, I don't know that we have anyone that's caught anything. Anthony has, what, a handful of catches at Michigan? Yeah, he had like a long touchdown reception at Michigan State, but not a whole lot to – that's yeah. the end of it. Sure, yes. Brendan Thompson, he never caught one, one catch. He, he had one, one against Oklahoma State. Did he end up having two catches? Well, he's one or two. Uh, Jane Gibson had one catch last year. Nick Anderson, I don't think he – did he even have a catch? I don't think he did. Um, he had a touch in the uh, Cheez-It Bowl, right? I don't, I, right? I don't know if it was a catch oh, or like if it a, was like a touch. Yeah, 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 like yeah, a yeah, quick yeah. or something. Yeah, I mean, that's – it's wild, right, to, to – to be that devoid of any experience in production at a at a position group that we've traditionally been like one of the best in the country at year in year out, and this just kind of goes to the point of where it, things are at right now with wide receiver and the unknown. Mm-hmm. We had back to back text of one said, "Well, wide receiver one's going to be Petaway," and the next one said, "Well, it has to be Jaleel Farouk, right?" So. I mean, it it may need to be Jaleel Farouk, but he hasn't really given us much to go off of as absolutely he's about to step up and be wide receiver one. He may be the betting favorite right now, but in no way is that a lock. Well, here's the thing. If if you're saying who does it need to be, who does your your number one wide receiver need to be, it's Nick Anderson. He's the most physically gifted player they have there. And it's not really close. The kid's like 6'4", 210, 215 pounds, has incredible athletic tools, but there's nothing there. And I've got nothing to go on right now that would suggest that that he's all of a sudden going to make that, that huge jump. I, I, Maybe just need him to, I, I think you just need him to be available first. Yeah, I think ideally he's wide receiver one next year, or at least a huge part of the mix. Let's stay with let's let's start with being able to consistently be out on the field. How I about think, that? Well, I think the most realistic um circumstance that we have is we don't have a wide receiver one. We have three, maybe four guys that kind of rotate on a game by game basis on who has the most targets and receptions. Comes down to preference, but um, I would like to have a legitimate wide receiver one. I think that's worked out quite well in the past, especially when it's a big third down, you need to move the sticks, third and six. I'd like to have a guy that we know is going to get space and, and be open. It's it's one thing to to have, you know, four, three or four guys that are, you know, spreading it out, but like they got to be three or four like dudes. Like we've seen Alabama do that before. We've seen LSU do that. I, and we've got some talented guys that are that we could possibly pull that off with, but we just haven't seen it yet. All right, quick timeout. Final hour rolls on next. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. 
At Lander Chevy Norman, we're feeling good. How good? Jumping into summer savings good. And the hottest selection in town good. Right now, take up to $82.50 off the new half-ton Silverado. Or up to $6,500 off and financing as low as 1.9%. Also, shop our large pre-owned selection backed by the Lander's Advantage. So feel good all summer long. And shop Lander Chevrolet of Norman and LanderChevroletNorman.com. Find new roads. Must finance with GM Financial. The new InMotion Clinic in Norman will work with each patient to take a holistic approach to health and wellness. Functional sports medicine physician Amanda Sadler, MD, is committed to spending time with each patient to help them achieve top-level energy, strength, endurance, and performance. She specializes in the treatment of gut health issues, hormonal health, immune system support, joint pain, fatigue, and thyroid dysfunction. To learn more about functional sports medicine or to schedule an appointment, call 405-515-4040. At InMotion, what moves you moves us. Holy hail damage! Are you or your loved ones looking for a trustworthy and affordable roofing company after the storms? Look no further than Elite Roofing Systems, a sooner-born, sooner-bred, locally-owned roofing company. Elite Roofing has been helping homeowners and commercial property owners across the greater OKC area get beautiful, functional roofing systems at reasonable rates. Call Craig Cox and the team at Elite Roofing Systems today at 405-361-3094 for a free evaluation and estimate today. The word is spreading, and the ref army is growing. All right, men, you heard it. Let's move, 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 move. Find your Sooner coverage fix with the home of Sooner fans on your favorite social media platform for questions of the day, upcoming show interviews, show highlights, and more. Oh, look at that, an alert. I'm probably trending already. Search for KREF Sports on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to keep up with the home of Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Hey guys, it's TJ here for my friends over at Joe's Wines and Spirits. It's July, that means temperatures are heating up for those pool parties, late trips, and cookouts with family and friends. And when you need a great selection of your favorite beer, wine, or liquor, do what I do and go see Kathy and her staff. They have a ton of specials and great advice when looking to try something new, like 10 types of Old Smoky Moonshine, $16.99. Joe's is open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. and noon to 5 on Sunday, 1330 East Alameda in Norman, or visit Joe's Wines and Spirits on Facebook for their monthly specials. Hi, I'm Danica Patrick. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing, but not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. This breaks my heart, and it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and gives it to families in need. To help, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Dreaming of an escape? What about a relaxing escape to your very own backyard? Signature Custom Pools can turn your dreams into reality. Signature Custom Pools creates distinctive designs to fit your perfect getaway. Call Signature Custom Pools for your free design consultation at 405-898-9098 or visit them online at SignatureCustomPools.com and turn your backyard into your dream escape. also full of things that remind you not to let them. So every time you raise a Pacifico, 
Let it be a reminder to live life anchors up. The Riverwind Casino and Hotel bringing you the final hour of the rush. News field day across college football. Colorado seemingly going to the Big 12 in the next 48 hours. Dennis Dodd just reported that it is just Colorado for now. Mm -hmm. So we had another report that said, well, there's a school outside the four corner schools that seriously contemplating a move to the Big 12. So we'll see about that. But at least in the next 48 hours, it seems like it's only going to be Colorado. Uh, P.J. Fleck and Minnesota, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Um, Big Ten Media Day was today. Not much, man, honestly. Outside of Ryan Day saying Ohio State's quarterback battle is unsettled between Kyle McCord, or as you call him, Gary McCord, and Devin Brown. The, the betting services don't think it's unsettled. They'll have Kyle McCord at like 25-30-1 to 1 to win the Heisman Trophy. I don't, I don't see the other guy, Devin Brown, listed anywhere. You think that, I mean, it matters, but either one of those guys step into that offense with the wide receivers and, and everything that they have, and you think they just – I don't know how you Every quarterback's man. had a huge year I there. I mean, jeez, the run that they've had recently with wide receiver, and Alabama's had a really nice run as well, but – like the past two to three years, Ohio State's run's been just crazy, man. Crazy. Yeah. The... And then Marvin Harrison Jr., I mean, he's just ridiculous. Yeah. He's – It's not like they just have one superstar. It feels like here recently they've had two or maybe even three superstars at wide receiver. Yeah. Who all they have back this year? They've got – Emeka what, – what's his – Ibuka. Ibuka, yeah. He's from he's state of back. Washington. Marvin Harrison Jr.'s back. Um. Anyone else? They'll have three or four. I'm sure they'll have Brandon someone else. Brandon Ennis. Yeah. Wasn't he like he a was big, a five star? Yeah. yeah, he was a five star recruit. He's going to be a freshman. I think they got a bunch of guys, man. Bunch of dudes. Caleb Williams is not going to go back to back, right? With the Heisman? No, I don't think so either. Now he'll be but, the best player. In, he's he's the best quarterback for sure in college football. But man, I. I have a hard time. He he's incredible, but but he seems to rub a lot of people the wrong way. Not just Oklahoma fans. Well, yeah, uh, Kirk Herbstreet was getting on him last year for the blank Utah painted fingernails that he had a year ago. Right, like it's you're right, but it's no mystery as to why he does that. The painted fingernails, come on. It goes against what the average college football fan is all about, especially if you're throwing an F-bomb on those. Mm-hmm. Um, the clothing style choice. Uh, just, he's just a different just a different, different dude, man. Yeah. Different I, dude. I. And, and maybe it's not fair. Plays for a very hateable team, too. Remember yeah. that. Maybe it's not fair, but I have a hard time believing that voters vote him back-to-back Heisman Trophy winner. All right, I just – it's only been done once before. Like, whenever – if if you do – like, you're saying something big whenever you do that. And, I mean, I'm sure he'll get Basically a bunch of Basically what votes. you're saying is, and I don't know if it's ever going to happen again, but I feel like that player is going to have to be considered 
the best college football player we've seen in like 30 or 40 years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like to your point, the second time around, and we've seen players be around for a chance to win a second Heisman Trophy, and we've always said the same thing. They're going to have to be – it's going to have to be a no-doubter for them to win the second one. Right. Because they're almost going to be looking for reasons not to vote exactly. you this time. And it's so – like your level of play is so – got to be better than it when was When you're the Heisman, ago. it's like the level of – and he may be able to hit that, but their, their schedule – we've talked about this. Their schedule this year compared to last year, not it ain't close. close. Man. Not even close. It's going to be difficult for them to – to end up with the same record. And I, if he has two or three losses, if they don't make the Pac-12 championship game, there's just no way that he's going to win it. Which, by the way, some, speaking of Heisman Trophy, someone was asking us earlier about who are the biggest Heisman snubs in OU history. This texture said Heupel and, and Adrian Peterson. My mind immediately goes to Tommy McDonald. Tommy McDonald, whose for sure. birthday was today. Paul Hornig won it at Notre Dame, and what they win? Losing record. They had a losing record that year. Yeah, yeah. Total crap. Tommy McDonald should have won the award in 1956. I will agree with Josh Heupel, though I bet Winky's numbers were better. They were. But looking back at it now, isn't it crazy that OU was down for essentially a decade? You know, like if we were talking about a blue blood program that had been down for a decade, and they make a sudden quick rise back up to the top. You would think that guy would be a shoe-in for the Heisman yeah. Trophy, right? So when you look at that factor, it's crazy that OU made that quick of a run back to, up to the top and Heupel still didn't win the Heisman Trophy. Right. Just for that story alone. Right, yeah. And it felt like that era was less about statistics. E- it's yeah. become yeah. It's become a, a statistics race and – like the numbers that you have to put up are just so absurd. At in that period, it was there was a little bit more about just almost like uh, the the story was maybe a bigger piece of it at times, and maybe that maybe I'm wrong on that, but just kind of how I kind of remember it going down. Like if Nebraska, and it's been over a decade for them, but if they suddenly had a quarterback and they. Boom, like in one year, yeah. and they're in the national championship game, that dude's winning the Heisman. Are you kidding me? Yeah. No they, question. If they went and won the Big Ten in like out of nowhere and poised to go play for a national championship, absolutely. Heisman snub Roy Williams in 2001. He may have been the best football player that year. Did he year. get votes? Yeah. Did he finish like seventh or eighth that year in, in the Heisman? Eric Crouch won it, obviously. Crouch won it. I think like uh, Casey Clawson of Tennessee was a finalist that really? year. Really? What about and maybe uh, Ken Miami. Dorsey? Yeah, was a, I think Ken Dorsey may have been a finalist as well. Yeah. Crazy. Billy Snubs got uh, Billy Sims got snubbed <laughs> his uh, senior year. Says Sooner Shane in Springfield. Jason White senior year was better than junior year when he won. Yeah, I think that's kind of like, Jason White's a good example of. Like his his stats were good, but I think the story was kind of part of it, right? Having yeah. the two ACLs and coming back. Doug Miles says the problem with Heupel was 20 touchdowns and 15 interceptions in 2000 after 30 and 15 in 1999. Yeah. Yeah, yep. Winky was just throwing up stupid numbers in 2000, that Florida State offense. It was ridiculous. Yeah, huge numbers and, yeah, the, the, that interception number, which – 
here's the thing. That 15 interception number is high, but there weren't a whole lot of 30 touchdowns and single-digit interceptions. Like, that – that's like a new thing. Quentin Griffin uh, stole, all the, stole all the touchdowns. He had six, seven ball by himself in the Texas game right. that year. Um, but, yeah, I, Heupel, you look back at 2000 and say, dang it, I think he should have won it. However, if he doesn't win it, you don't have you stole my boy's trophy moment at midfield. Right. So which would you rather have? Would you rather have the Torrance Marshall, Chris Winkie moment, or would you rather have the Heisman Trophy? I and think Hype has a statue. I think it all worked out. Just the way it's supposed to. You know what? And that's probably right. That's right. All right, quick time out. We'll come back and wrap things up. Last chance to get a text in, 651-3439, Knippelmeyer text line. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. At Lander's Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Norman, the savings just keep getting better. And that's why you'll always feel good about Lander's. Plus, get 20% off MSRP on 2023 Ram 1500, 7500,